Hey y'all, quick break before we get up to the episode. I promise I'm gonna make this short and sweet. I want to personally invite you to hop on a non-committal, 100% complimentary clarity call with me. And before you're like, what the hell is a clarity call, Molly? Let me break it down. If you are a part of my tribe, which you're listening here, so my guess is you are, this is for you if you are looking to figure out how to start your side gig. Yes, this is for all of my part-time entrepreneurs, my side giggers, my side hustlers. This is for you. Now, I know I've been there. I worked a full-time six-figure corporate job while side hustling for a couple years before I went full-fledged. And let me tell you one thing. I didn't know how to start my business. All I knew was that I wanted to start part-time. If you are there and you're stuck and you're feeling like, gosh, I don't know what that next step looks like. I know what I want to do. I just don't know how to turn my dreams into reality. Let's hop on this clarity call. As I shared, this is 100% complimentary to help you get clarity. That's why I call it that. There's intentionality around this. And if it makes sense to the both of us, I'd love to share a little bit more about what I do and how I can help you to go from, hey, just a dream of my business to, wow, I'm taking the aligned action to turn my dream into a reality. So if you are a fellow side hustler, me being formally one, would love a chance to get to know you, to hear more about your dreams, and let's turn those dreams into reality. In the show notes, you will find the link to book that clarity call. Super excited to meet you. Talk to you soon. Back to the episode. Another episode of A Tall Glass of Sass. It is me, your host, Molly. Now, I just find it so fitting that I also reintroduce myself as the CEO of Lotus Mentoring. Many of you are like, wait, what? And um, I, I'm so excited because... I am going to go into a series. It's called the CEO series, right? I know it doesn't sound very, very fancy, but I promise it is so, so important. And the more that I have conversations with people, the more I host networking events, the more that I just, just talk to people, okay? I am finding that being a CEO is something that, number one, people are very intimidated by, and number two, it's not something that comes naturally as a strength. And so I thought, all right, before I jump into the CEO series that I have, which is going to be a series of six different episodes, y'all, okay? So that's like a month and a half worth of uh, content and messaging and just very um, jam-packed episodes for you. I want to go in and just really break down and, 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 of course, have an introduction to what we consider to be CEO stuff, CEO material. 
and and exactly how do we step in and own our CEO-ness, okay? So with that being said, let's jump on in. A couple years ago, I was having a coaching session with my business coach. And I, now at that time, was still a career coach. And I said to her, we were in the middle of kind of just planning and dreaming because one of the things that I wanted to talk to her about was the ability to continue evolving and growing in myself, in my coaching ability, but also the future of what my business is. And at one point, if you guys have been with me for a minute, you guys know that I was a career coach first and then became a career and leadership coach and then became a career leadership and business coach. Yeah, and this evolution of just personal identity and also expertise grew and continues to grow. So anyway, I was having this conversation on a coaching session with her and I said to her, I remember saying like, I know that I don't, I I just don't enjoy or I don't think that I would enjoy executive coaching. And she asked me why. And I said, because I've never been a VP, uh, like formally. I have never been a CEO formally. Like how do I know how to navigate this? in corporate for my clients who want to get there. And she stopped me and she said, are you serious? Like, are you, can you hear yourself for a minute? Now, of course, she was really compassionate, but she said, are you open to a different perspective? And I said, sure, of course. She said, I mean, aren't you the CEO of your business now? And I just had this like moment of like, oh shit. (laughs) You're right. Holy shit. Yeah, I am. So I share that to kick us off because first and foremost, I think that a lot of you, myself including at one point, we struggle to embrace this identity, the title of being a CEO because all we have is CEOs that are smacked all over Forbes. We have CEOs of our previous corporate companies or if we're currently working right now in corporate, we have an idea or a perception of what a CEO is. And we don't know if we actually fit that box. So as part of today's introductory episode into this upcoming six-part series, I wanted to just break down what being a CEO is and what it actually should be all about. Now, if there's anything that you guys know about me, you know that I am going to sit here and I'm, I'm going to give you a very unique, different perspective. This isn't a, oh, let's read a book on how to be a CEO. If anything, I'm going to pull in the components of a CEO mindset to um, what it's like to be a spiritually led CEO as well. This is not going to be your like dumbed down, boring business blueprint on what this shit is. All right. So let me just start with the like the simple basics. And I know, I know you may know this, but let's just, let me, let's just say it out there. Okay. What does CEO stand for? CEO stands for Chief 
executive officer. Now, I just scoured the internet just, just to see if there were other different perspectives of how people define CEOs. And I came across a few of this definition of what a CEO is that really resonated with me. And so let's, let's start and let's kick it off. Later, which is, in case you're curious what Later is, Later is actually one of the social media scheduling platforms that I use. Later has two statements about being a CEO that really resonated with me. The first one, Later says, a CEO is someone who is in charge or has the most influence and power within a particular context. Now, the pieces that I want to hone in and I want to highlight for you is that in this specific statement, it actually says the person who has the most influence within a particular context, okay? Now, in a lot of the times when we think about CEO, we know this person is in charge. We know this person has the most power. That's a given. I think that anywhere you go, people will agree that the definition of being a CEO is somebody who is in charge, right? The tip top top rank person of a company that, of course, can make decisions, has the power, and is in charge. But the piece that I want to highlight here are the pieces that isn't so obvious, and this is the one that says a CEO is someone with the most influence in a particular context. So how does this tie back into you running your business, especially if you are a coach, right, on having that? And I think people forget that being a CEO, one of the skills that you must have is the ability to influence others. Now, influence could mean inspiration. Influence could mean encouragement. Influence could mean lovingly challenging a person's current thought process and, and, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like challenging the status quo, right? So when you think about being a CEO of your business, where are you sharing your most influential knowledge, opinions, methods, and of course, authenticity in your space? Being a CEO is someone who can influence. And so where are you doing that? And more importantly, where would you like to start doing that? Not just continue to do it, but where do you want to start seeing this place of influence where you have as the CEO of your business and how you're able to help others? Now, in the component of a particular context, I think a lot of the times we think a CEO is somebody who has to understand how to do every component of their business. And that isn't necessarily so. When we say a particular context, I think in the case of being an entrepreneur, especially as a first-gen entrepreneur, it is simply saying in a particular context, aka standing firm in your expertise. 
it doesn't mean that you need to be a CEO of all industries, of all things. It's you making a decision and a full commitment that you can agree that you are going to be the authority figure, the person who can then influence decisions and inspiration in a particular aspect. So again, the bigger question is, where are you doing that now? And if you don't know what that particular context is, what do you need to do to start honing in on what that looks like? Now, the other piece that later put out in this um, definition is, and I love how they use this, it's very millennial. (laughs) They put IRL, okay, or in other words, in real life, okay, A CEO is the highest ranking executive in a company who is responsible for overseeing the overall operations and strategies of the business, okay? Now again, let me just highlight the components of this that resonate the most that isn't so obvious for people, okay? Responsibility for overseeing overall operations and strategies, okay? That's the part of the statement that really resonates with me. And so when you think about how you are running your business right now, overseeing does not mean doing. Ooh. Now, let me just say, there's a moment where even in my journey, where I was a solopreneur, where you are learning and doing all of it at the same time. But you really step into your CEO identity when you can start to own your strengths. And it was a point where in my journey, I'll I'll give you an example so maybe you can resonate with this as well. I have come to a realization in my business that there are some things that I know how to do but I don't want to do and it's not my strength, okay? And that's why I have team members to help me with this. Number one, I am not somebody who is really good at doing administrative work, to be really honest with you. I am not, um, I don't love sending out contracts. I don't love sending out invoices. I do not love managing my calendar in a way in which I am like in it all the time, okay? Like the administrative stuff, It's just not my forte. I am a big picture thinker. I am a creative. (laughs) I will be innovative and I will drive and influence change and I will create change and I'm just a builder. But but I I will not, I'm an innovator. I ideate, okay? But for you to actually have me do the do, I don't do the do, y'all, okay? And it came a point in in my journey in which I started realizing that in order for me to truly step into my CEO best self, I had to really master my sales and marketing as a CEO for my coaching business, okay? And it, and and you are probably doing it in reverse. You are mastering being a, a coach before you are mastering being a CEO. This is one of those things that I wish someone said to me earlier was don't worry so much about coaching mastery. Naturally, I am a really awesome badass coach. 
being a coach is almost like, um, dare I even say like a superpower, right? Like you just know that you're a really good coach. But you also have to own CEO excellence. And that is where you are, you're, that's where you're struggling. That is where many of you are finding this like imbalance because have y'all, if y'all ever ever said, oh, I just want to be a coach. Well, yeah, but if you want to run your own show, you can't just be a coach. So this is where I am really wanting for you to understand that being a CEO means you are overseeing this. And the sooner you can master sales and marketing to get consistent revenue into your business where you can then outsource the aspects of how to run the operations of your business that is how you then become a better CEO. It's because you're overseeing it, but you're not doing it, y'all. Your job, just like this statement says, you're responsible for the overall strategies and operations. That's what you need to be doing. So if you are coach, 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 and you are admin, 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 or maybe you are social media manager all day long and you're not figuring out how to actually oversee those operations and creating strategies within your business and really leaning into the strengths that you need to have, then what the hell are you doing? <laughs> okay? Being a CEO means that you are responsible, so you're being held accountable for overseeing but not doing. Moving right along. The University of Lincoln also said this, and I, I really resonate with this. The, the University of Lincoln says, the CEO is ultimately responsible for the success or failure of their organization. Whew. Now, even reading that, that is very heavy. And, and this is where I want to bring in the component of mindset and spirituality into how you are identifying yourself as a CEO. Now, when you read that statement word for word and just, you know, just technically how it's written, yeah, you know, ultimately as a CEO, you are responsible for the success or the failure of your company and your organization. Absolutely. But here is where, again, let me highlight the three keywords, responsible, success, failure, okay? In this statement, when I see this, when I think about responsible, that means taking onus. That's, that's you being able to say, I take full accountability for the decisions that I make. Additionally, when I think about responsibility and using the word decisions, okay, being a CEO for your business means that you need to be able to make decisions quickly. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to make decisions that are going to always be comfortable. It is going to be from a place of, guess what, strategy, okay? And so when you are being responsible as a CEO, not only are you holding yourself accountable, you are making decisions quickly, which means that you are doing shit scared, you are overcoming analysis paralysis, you are not staying in the ideation stage so long, you are actually going from idea to implementation and the bridge that closes idea to implementation is making a decision okay that is what that means to be responsible 
as the CEO of your business. Now, success or failure, those two words, let me just talk about that. Success and failure is, again, not only a decision, but also a mindset. Because if you really think about it, the word success and the word failure is really subjective. How somebody, especially the, 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 the term success, right? When you ask someone, what does success mean to you? I bet you everyone has a different idea of what success is particularly to them. And same thing for failure. Failure to me is, isn't, it isn't me doing something wrong or, or me trying something out and, and not working the way that I thought. Failure for me and my business equates to quitting, y'all, okay? If I have failed, it means that I have given, given in to my mental challenge, that little voice in my head, and I have given her power by allowing her to convince me to quit. Failure and quitting go hand in hand for me. And so when, when you are listening to this episode, I want for you to think about this because where do you fall as a CEO of your business? Are you only looking at the failures and how do you define failure? And where's your mindset when it comes to success? What are you thinking about when you are thinking about failure? Are you afraid of success? Is there fear of success? Is there, is there fear of failure? And where are you delaying making quick decisions and stepping into or lack thereof, right, of testing out and experimentation in your business? Because a CEO is somebody who is going to do it and do that, do that shit scared and they're going to pivot. Because if you really think about it, building a sustainable, thriving business is you compounding decisions together. It's one decision after another, after another, after another. And it's not even necessarily that you're making good decisions or bad decisions. It's simply decisions. And when you start stripping away this whole concept of good versus bad decisions, then you can truly step into being your CEO excellence that I continue to preach about because you understand that being a CEO CEO is really your desire for this continuation and commitment and discipline in your business to continue testing shit out until you have built a business that you love and that you can stand by. Okay? <laughs> that was coming in hot, y'all. Last but certainly not least, Tech Target wrote this about being a CEO. I really like this too. A CEO is responsible for implementing existing plans and policies, improving the company's financial strength, supporting business transformation, and setting future strategy. Okay, now this is still very similar, as you can tell, like all of these air quote definitions and statements all play on one another. Now, in this particular statement, the pieces that I want to highlight is these words, implementation, improvement, financial strength, okay, and future strategy, transformation and future strategy. So let's break this down. Implementation. Oh my gosh, we just talked about that, okay? 
the way for you to really step into your CEO identity is to start implementing shit. It's it's a totally other thing to constantly think about wonderful ideas. But if you don't fucking implement, you are not going anywhere. Good for now is better than staying in the ideation stage. Good for now. Perfectionism is going to delay progress. Stop aiming for perfectionism. It's not going to help you. So implementation is where it's at. And when we talk about improving, that means, again, it goes right back to that trial and error. It means it goes right back to experimentation. Improving means that you're constantly improving, okay? And nothing stays status quo. You are constantly thriving for and striving, I should say, for the next thing that is going to help you improve. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't celebrate. It doesn't mean that you don't acknowledge the milestones in which you have you have accelerated through, right? And you have hit. It means that you always see that everything that you do in your business as a CEO is going to help you to improve in one shape or another. Now, let's talk a little bit about financial strength. Because when we think about this, it doesn't say, oh, to be a really solid CEO, you make you have to make a shit ton of money. No. In order for you to really own that CEO part of who you are, you simply need to understand how to improve your financial strength. And I love the way that they use the word strength because when I think about strength, I think about a muscle. I think about flexing a muscle. I think, you know, when you think about like working out, right? If you are doing weights and you're doing like you're toning yourself, You need to do reps, y'all. Financial strength requires reps. And reps, you can find those in practicing your sales skills. It's the ability for you to step into and own your money mindset, understanding that sales is based off of support, It is based off of relationships. It is based off of the ability to give people a sampling of you. And sales is simply a skill for you to learn. So if you are not flexing and you're not doing your reps when it comes to your financial strength in your business, girl, you got to get cracking, okay? That muscle, that financial muscle cannot be a wimpy, limp one. You got to start doing your reps. Now, When we talk about transformation and future strategy, right? Setting those future strategies. It really allows for, and and this is how I see it. You need to be a CEO that gives yourself time and space to dream and to create. And if you are somebody who constantly just, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, depletes her imagination when it comes to how you want to build your business, you got to stop that shit. Because your business transformation and the future of your business requires that you allow for strategic imagination. Woo-hoo-wee! Strategic imagination. I love the ring of that. Where are you giving yourself protected time to strategically 
imagine, and create for your business. Because as a CEO, things are going to become really stale really quickly if you ignore and suppress the creative expressibility and outlet of who you are and what you want to create. So I know this is a lot of like this and this and this and this and this and this and this. But I think that this is such an important message to cover and to really set the tone and the intentionality of this six-part series that we're going to walk into. So I really want for you to think about how are, your, how are you seeing your role as a CEO in your coaching business? Are you really honing in and embracing both being a badass coach as well as being a badass CEO? And if you are not, why? What are you resisting? All right? So with that being said, I'm really looking forward to you coming back week after week here as we continue to talk about CEO mindset, CEO as an identity, CEO as a strategy, and all of the things that I want for you to start tapping into, embracing, and owning. So with that being said, all my love, I'll talk to you next week. 